0: 777 7, 7, ECKFM, I with me in the studio right now to give us the recap of Saturday's Wheeler football game, Mark Manchester and Scott Pizzo. Hey guys, how you doing? Good morning, hey, Andrew. Doing great. We got the voices of Wheeler Sports. Mark and Scott, and we're going to give you our post-game
1: recap. First off, let's talk about the positives. Mark, what did you like and what did you see? Well, I was really impressed with the defense of Nantucket. Uh, they had a, a bend but don't break mentality uh, throughout the game in the first half, especially. There's a lot of back and forth. It was like almost a, like a prize fight where they're feeling each other out. And uh, there were some times where they were the defense was in trouble, but they kept him out of the end zone for the first half and uh, continued that toughness and consistency throughout the contest. The DY
0: quarterback, he could throw the ball. They had a good running attack and I was a little nervous at the beginning of the game. However, I was very impressed by the play of our kids on the front line. They were really able to not allow DY to have any type of drives. They didn't move the ball at all and I was pretty surprised. I thought they
1: looked like they were going to move it all around the field oh yeah no definitely the uh the front uh the front linemen uh, especially uh Xavier stanley and uh, also uh sawyer colby was involved there like manning the front the two tackles and the ends bennett and uh casp and then bennett went down and george boucher came in and filled in for him for a couple so he was able to fill in spots when called upon and that must be encouraging for the coaching staff absolutely and then when that front line does their job that frees up the linebackers to really get in there and make some hits. Oh, absolutely! I mean, Downey and Murphy were all over the place. Almost every every tackle you heard, fifty-one or uh, fifty-two. So they're certainly manning that up. And then also, um, Ian Williams was involved quite a bit. And as I mentioned, the defensive ends, and also you got to really be impressed with the backfield of the defense, with the corners, Boys and Blodden. Boys and Baden, excuse me. And then also number eight, uh, Jaquan Francis has the uh, strong safety and uh, nothing gets past them. So what do you think about our offense? What are some of the positives you saw from that? One positive thing is the offensive uh, unit for the Whalers, uh, the coaching staff, they want to get some rhythm. They kept running the plays they find most successful. They did have some challenges in the first half, but I think gradually they, um, they got some momentum. And I think consistency will be a big key. They have the big play capability. And I will say in the second half, they did move the ball on a few occasions. You have to reference Griffin Fox with some of those inside handoffs. And he was able to get a couple of nice chunk plays uh, to keep some drives rolling. So um, again, they have the big play consistency. But, you know, it's nice to see they can also run inside too with some, uh, you know, grinding runs. You're right. I, I noticed they were having a lot of trouble sustaining
0: drives in early in the first half through the second quarter. However, whatever the coaches said to them at halftime really changed the whole dynamic of the game. They came out, they seemed a little more confident, they were making mental mistakes early in the game, but during that second half, I felt that we took the, the momentum of the, the game away from the other team. It was going back and forth one side to the other. And it could have gone either way throughout the whole game. But that second half was paramount. And I really saw our kids mature and adapt a little bit, which to me
1: is a fantastic quality to have, especially this early in the season. Absolutely. That's the that's the team concept. You got to help each other out. And you know, and both sides of the ball. A lot of these kids are playing offense and defense. We were concerned about maybe their um, physical fitness, but I think um, the second half, they're they're fit. They're they're ready to go. And uh, you know, it's only their first game. Like I said in the broadcast, they missed the uh, their scrimmage that got canceled the previous week. So you know, they got the game one under the belt. Now they can proceed on to Mashpee next week. So it's so one game at a time. Carlos Aguilar, first game in two years. He got dinged up. Almonte came in, stepped in for him for relief, leaf, and then Chuck Carlos came back. So it's nice to know they can count on another quarterback in a pinch.
0: Plus, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention some of the big plays that we got to see. We saw some amazing catches and touchdown runs, huge punt returns. I was very impressed with our special teams unit. These are the things in high school sports that it's hard for kids at that level to get down. Just beside the mental mistakes, these kids are really showing me some
1: instinct for the game. And uh, I think it, it's going to be an exciting year, Mark. I, I have to agree, Scott. And some of those, uh, you know, the uh, onside kick uh, team, and I referenced this, Owen Wilson, he had two kicks knocked to him, and he caught him, went down to the ground, as you would, textbook. And first game of the season, considering it was kind of jittery at first, Kudos to uh, to Owen and also the coaching staff because special teams, like you said, is a huge part. As we know by uh, by Blois's touchdown run. So let's talk about the player of the game. Oh yeah, Jeremy Casp. Uh, he he was all over the place on defense. He had. At least unofficially two and a half sacks in my book, and he was just a a defensive menace, um, always there at the right time. And also on the other side of the ball, he is a a big tight tight end target for the uh, quarterbacks, and he uh, caught that bobbled uh, snag, I think it was from Baden, Mm -hmm. and uh, he continued to drive. So he's got good hands, and he also has a good sense for the ball on the defensive side. And he's pretty strong, too.
0: Guys, thank you so much. Before we wrap it up, I just wanted to ask you, you said it's Mashpee, right? Isn't the the Mashpee game? Falcons, yes. Do you know when that is?
1: Uh, we believe it's on Friday. This time, Friday. This Friday, the 17th time to be determined. Uh, it'll be a nice contest. Uh, maybe Nantucket can exact a little bit of revenge. This past spring they played in March, and uh, they were on the, the wrong end of a 43-0 to nothing, uh, loss. And it is an away game. Got and it. I'll tell you, Mashpee has been a thorn in our side for many years. They
0: they are competitive kids and they they like to play hard-nosed football however
1: we have had some success with them it'll be a real fierce matchup i agree scott and uh, i did some research and some studying on um on uh, mashpee last night and one of their biggest strengths is their offensive line so i think they might put the nantucket d line to a test
0: Well, we do got some big boys up there, so let's uh, make some noise, Nantucket. I hope you enjoyed our first post-game podcast report coming to you from 97.7 FM, A-C-K. The voices of Whaler Football, Scott Capizzo and Mark Manchester. Whaler Football, let's go.